0: Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast.
1: Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm pretty sure everyone listening just got their ears blown out by me screaming into the microphone. Yeah, but it's worth it. Yeah, it's totally worth it. Uh, It's Tuesday, March 26th. 2019. You know what that means? What does it Almost mean? April, which is the NFL draft, but it also means that we are uh, inching slowly, ever so s- slowly towards the start of the 2019 <laughs> you season. You think it's slow now? Wait till yeah. about May. Yeah. It'll be bad. At least we get to watch baseball. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for watching uh, six straight months of baseball. Yeah. Yeah, we're doing a fantasy baseball league, so it should be interesting. Maybe it'll be. It, it probably won't be, though. Probably won't be that entertaining. Uh, we have a great show prepared for you today. Uh, we're back at it in the series called All That Glitters. We took a little break to talk about free agent signings last week. Um, we're going to break down the top 15, 10 to 15 finishers from the running back position and discuss if they truly were good or just a flash in the pan. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram and like us on Facebook. Twitter, at the FF Champs, Instagram, at the Fantasy Champions. And you can go to facebook.com slash the Fantasy Champions to like us or follow us on any of those platforms. Subscribe wherever you listen. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and an assortment of podcast directories. Go find us somewhere. Yeah, uh, Leave a review wherever you listen and share this podcast with your friends. Because we have no money and we rely on your support. That's true. true. That's what I told my mom last night. (laughs) That's what I told my mom last night. Uh, So let's move on uh, to our news segment. Um, Let's get started with some news around the NFL. Rob Gronkowski retired from the NFL this Sunday. Hold on. I need a second. Devastating. I think I'm going to tear up. This is not only bad news for the New England Patriots. This is bad news for the whole league. Yeah, that's some entertainment right there. It's bad news for anyone who likes sixty-nine jokes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! He, apparently, uh, he has some kind of agreement to act in movies. Uh, I'm, I'm, I was hoping he would go play in the WWE. That'd be as that would be way more. But
0: fun. It, that it takes a strain on his body. I think he's had enough of that. Um, I
1: don't care. <laughs> oh well, yeah. Oh, of course, I, I don't care, and you don't care. The ladies but. would love it. Oh, yeah. Gronk's agent does not rule out his return to the NFL. Yeah, he could pull off a Jason Witten, maybe. You know what's funny? A couple weeks ago, I was watching uh, the glorified NFL Network and uh, Willie McGinnis, one of my favorite linebackers of all time, talk about uh, the Rob Gronkowski scenario. He gave it a different spin, and uh, people have probably heard this already, but Rob Gronkowski, uh, he said that he may... Retire or not play half the season. Willie McGinnis said this. I don't know if it's informed or not, but not play half the season, then come back midway through the season just to preserve his body and go for a playoff run. Not sure if that's this whole scenario, but uh, Gronk just nonchalantly dropped an Instagram post and retired from the NFL, so there's that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think I saw something from his agent saying, like, if Brady called him, and like he'd be, be like, like, yo, could you come back? He'd be like, <laughs> <Yeah, dude. laughs> hold on, let me chug this beer. Oh, okay, let's go. Yeah, Gronk's a special guy. Uh, going to miss him, though.
1: Yeah, definitely going to miss him. Uh, fantasy implications. I, I, a lot of people are like, oh, what's the fantasy impact? If Rob Brinkowski retiring? Well, absolutely nothing, considering <laughs> he was ranked like 15th. So if you were drafting Rob... You know, it, it, you, you just... Rob Gronkowski just single-handedly saved a lot of fantasy people's seasons because there are going to be idiots that drafted him in the fifth round, sixth round, because oh, yeah. it's Gronk. Yeah.
0: So it's Gronk. Takes him in the third round. Yeah. Like, <laughs> takes
1: it? him out of Kelsey. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. like Gronk more also, than Kelsey. So uh, I'm going to draft him higher. Yeah, you just saved a lot of fantasy seasons, Gronk. That's the only implications that uh, happen there, the, sa- the salvation of fantasy seasons. Uh, Considering he killed a lot of them last year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jared <laughs> Hey if you had Gronk you went down uh with the ship that's true so I had Gronk <laughs> <laughs> I did too I went at point it's okay <laughs> I gave you Kelsey for Gronk so that was stupid yeah you did do that F- didn't forgive you forgive me fantasy for ruining you uh Jared Cook officially signed with the New Orleans Saints uh he was rumored to be talking to the Patriots because he agreed to a deal in the tampering period and didn't actually sign it because he wasn't sure if he was going to retire or not. guess this means he's not retiring. But he's officially signed with the Saints. Uh, what are the fantasy implications of that? I know you have opinions. I I personally think he's going he's gonna to probably be significantly better than he was under Derek Carr. Uh, mm-hmm. it, in the past, Drew Brees has loved to throw to tight ends, but uh, your yep. unique take has given me some hesitation well, I, was just, I was just I was just telling
0: you this. I actually think he is worse at the Saints than he is the Raiders. Just for the simple fact that there's a lot of weapons on that team. And they are not going to be throwing the ball a lot this year, I think, with Drew Brees' age. I think they're slowly, slowly yeah. going towards the running game. Um, And yeah, they're really just not going to be throwing the ball as much. And you have Michael Thomas. You have Alvin Kamara. Like, there's a lot of weapons on that team that Drew... There's already almost too many weapons, that you could say. Yeah. That are going to be wanting the ball. I don't know how (laughs) many.
1: Jared Cook's a weapon, but
0: yeah, I mean, (laughs) and I know Drew Brees does like throwing to tight ends, and they will use him. Don't get me wrong, but I just don't know fantasy wise if he's going to get enough targets. Yeah, and like even in the red zone. I mean, we'll see how it plays out, but I don't know. I'd I'd be hesitant with Jared Cook with the Saints.
1: I think the um I think that the thing with Derek Derek (laughs) Derek Cook, the thing with Jared Cook uh, for me is that. When you look at when you look at what Drew Brees and and uh, Sean Payton have done in their offenses, they've tended they like they like to throw to tight ends, and I think you could see that in the offense. The only thing that concerns me is that Drew Brees is on the older side; he's forty one. I, I don't think they're going to throw it. I agree with you; I don't think they're going to throw it all that much next year. Um, it'll it'll probably still be like a sixty forty probably split, yeah. but it's just not going to be something that's going to get And with Jared Mark c- Ingram
0: gone, gone, do you think maybe they might throw it more?
1: But No. <laughs> Latavius Murray's going to get 10 carries. <laughs> Here again. we go, Latavius Murray in the red zone. Yeah, no. Gosh. Uh, so, uh, for the first time in many years, usually the team that wins the Super Bowl plays on uh, opening weekend, which uh, Patriots fans are pissed off about, don't understand that, but uh, the Patriots will not be playing the opening Sunday or uh, opening Thursday night uh, against whoever they scheduled. Uh, the Green Bay Packers and the Chicago Bears will be playing. Yep. It is the 100th football season, not of just the NFL. I guess everything, I don't know. Because the Super Bowl is only 50 seasons old, I have no idea what this is about. But anyway, <laughs> so uh, to showcase the oldest rivalry in the game, they want to have Green Bay and Chicago open on Thursday night football. Um, I actually, this is a good game. I'll watch it. I was thinking, like, yeah. five years ago, I was like, "gross," but I don't have a problem with it at all. <laughs> uh, yeah. Would you rather have like, actually, I don't know. I
0: was going to say like Steelers Packers, but I don't think the because you would have to have the yeah, AFC no. North playing the NFC yeah, North,
1: they're... and I don't know if that's yeah, no, that's probably not a good idea, right? But there, uh, that that is a little bit uh, change of pace, different direction. Uh, the Thursday first game of the season, Green Bay Chicago. Um, in the final piece of news that we have this week, Randall Cobb signed with the Dallas Cowboys. At first, I was How like, oh. How much worthless is this? I was
0: like, no, at first, I was like, oh, that's pretty good. And then I thought about it. I'm like, okay, well, Randall Cobb kind of blows. Yeah, he kind of blows. <laughs> he wasn't
1: good with Aaron Rodgers as his quarterback, and which makes you think that is he really Prescott's
0: going to make him good. He He's essentially just Cole Beasley, who they yeah. lost yeah, to the Bills.
1: Well, replacing guys that you had.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, Guess so. they're
1: about going to be the exact same team as they were last year. Yep. Exactly the same team. Uh, as far as Randall Cobb, I, I, people are gonna people are gonna draft. They're gonna put him on their fantasy teams. Oh gosh! Uh, he, actually, he wasn't last year, so I don't know. Dak Prescott's offense is not really prolific. You know what I mean? So Randall yeah. Cobb signing with the Cowboys means absolutely nothing. Uh, let's move into our main segment. Let's go! Let's go. All that glitters. We're already three weeks, three weeks into all the glitters. Next week is the last week. Oh, wow. And we will talk about tight ends. But for this week, we will discuss the top finishing running backs. Um, All stats are based on half PPR in case you guys get sweaty. All right? (laughs) (laughs) I'm in a standard league. You can't do this to me. Actually, in my PPR league, I actually have uh, Todd Gurley ahead of uh, um, Shaquan Barkley because he has more catches per game. Yeah, okay. We get it. Uh, so we go have PPR. Uh, we discuss the realities of running back finishes in 2018. And our goal is to help you look at last year and dissect last year's numbers and tell you if these people will continue producing next year. So let's get to it. Uh, the first guy, number one, mm. 342.6 fantasy points. He had a stretch of games where he was averaging 20 fantasy <laughs> points a game. Uh, Todd Gurley. Scoring more fantasy points than Andrew Luck. Your guy. That is actually (laughs)
0: extremely impressive. Todd Gurley uh, is is my guy. Think about what you just said. Yeah. I hope that's not wrong and I'm not shooting in the dark. I I can actually (laughs) double check that for
1: you. Uh, It it probably is true, but the averages for this guy are freaking insane. Uh, He averaged 24.5 fantasy points per game. That is unheard of for a running back.
0: That's absolutely insane. It really is. That's why we say running backs win you championship leagues. <laughs>
1: That's true. Um, what I find so interesting about Todd Gurley, he did finish as a consistency rank, consistency rank of four. Uh, one game he finished with 10 points. Another game he faced the Bears D, which, you know, hey, why not? Uh, <laughs> seven fantasy points. So 10 and 7 were the two games. Uh, he busted 14% of his games. A bust for running backs to preface this is under 12 fantasy points. Um, but when you look at the numbers of this guy from, you know, last year, even to this year, he did, by the way, did, have more points, he did have look. more points. Yep. Um, when you look at, when you look at what Todd Gurley did this year, it is crazy to me that Todd Gurley is dropping down draft boards. When people, I mean,
0: the only concern, cause people saw what he did in the Super Bowl and the NFC championship and go, yeah, well, oh, he's on the same running back. CJ Anderson's getting more carries. <sighs> That's not going to happen in the no, regular season. No. The only legitimate concern is the arthritis in his knee. And if that is cleared up by training camp and for your draft, and he's going right now like number 5. Yeah. Number 5ish I think is a lot of like mock drafts right now. You take him. One, you take Todd point. Gurley
1: at number 5. Yeah. That is a steal. <laughs> if he's sitting that seat. for me I I don't want to be I don't want to be the guy that drafts Todd Gurley and then at the end of the season is like I drafted Todd Gurley with the frick. <laughs> I'm like, like the people mm. who drafted David Johnson this past year. Oh yeah, don't want to be that guy. But I just don't like. We talked about this. We talked about this before. Todd Gurley is the type of player that if you were to say oh, Todd Gurley's going to take a step back, how much is a step back? Three, <laughs> finishing third in the league. Like it, that's not a step back. Right. And had he played two more games, everyone's like, well, oh, in half PPR. Saquon Barkley scored 340 fantasy points. It was only two points behind. It's only two points behind Todd. Gurley. If Todd Gurley played the last two games and played to his averages, he would have finished with 360, 370 fantasy points. Yeah, that is freaking insane. So if you're telling me and you're freaking out about Todd Gurley, oh my gosh, Todd Gurley! People, his, people his, forget his, how his, good his knee. It has arthritis <laughs> in it. You don't forget how Todd Gurley, how good Todd Gurley is. I think I think when people go when. When people go from season to season, they forget because of the nine months that you don't think Which about Which includes football. me. I forget all yeah. the time. Oh, yeah, definitely. And you get all the way to the next year. You forget these little things of like, oh, well, how good was Todd Gurley actually? And you, you, you go to the thing that you most remember. Well, what do we most remember? The Choking. fact that he he played like four snaps in the yeah. in the NFC championship game and he got he busted in the Super Bowl and he choked out in the Super Bowl. And so it's like, I, it's Todd Gurley? Always been a player to show up in the playoffs. No, I'm sorry. No, oh, but
0: you know what's pretty good, Morgan. <laughs> what is typically fantasy football does not include the NFL postseason. Oh, yeah.
1: Wow, <laughs> isn't that amazing? So I'm drafting Todd Gurley. I'm sorry, he is going to be as good as maybe not now as let, good as he was so this year. I was going to
0: ask you. So let's say everything is cleared up. Todd Gurley's fine. Like you learn this by training camp and blah blah blah, and people start taking him number one again. Do you take him number
1: one? No. I have him two or maybe three. Okay. And the only reason why is because I really do like – I like Saquon Barkley. Um, I think I, – I would – it's it's always been – at the end of the season, it has always been a two-way tie between him and Todd Gurley, uh, Saquon Barkley and Todd Gurley. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so when I look at those two, I, I do think that Saquon Barkley will probably have the edge over Todd Gurley especially if the arthritis has a problem in his knee. Um, but I just don't see Todd Gurley becoming a huge, like everyone's concerned about injury risk. And I'm like, well, he hasn't really, he's had to miss a few games over the last couple of years, but Todd Gurley's never really had to miss long stretches of time. Um, and even like that, the arthritis in his knee, he tried to play through it in the playoffs So if you're concerned about Todd Gurley not being on the field for your fantasy team, that is not a concern for me. It's just the can he continue to produce at the level that he has been year in and year out. You look at this past year, right? Mm -hmm. You look at the year before that. He's had two straight years of being really good. It's how long can he keep it up? And that's where my concern comes in for Todd Gurley, uh, which is why I would not rank. Like if you want the guy. You're number one, your pick 1.01, and you're sitting there and you're trying to pick a guy, I'm taking Sa- I'm taking Saquon Barkley. I know what I'm getting. If I draft Todd Gurley and he flakes out on me this next year like he did in the playoffs, then I'm sitting there going, oh, frick. And then I'm trying to figure out what to do with Todd Gurley. <laughs> so that's, that's kind of where I am with Gurley. I do like him. Don't make me force you to take – don't force me to take you, Todd Gurley, at pick number six because – yeah, that but hurt it, I mean, my if, he's, soul. if he if he have plans, all right.
0: <laughs> if he's still sitting at six though, and your drafts in like August, there's probably a reason why. Yeah, that's true. probably something going on with. Steve.
1: I'm curious to see. He'll probably play a few snaps in the preseason. Hate to reference our favorite time of year, <laughs> <laughs> but, but I need to see him just do something efficient. Because uh, it, it is a, it, it's a you linger- want to see him move. Like yeah, he I want to see him September. It's a, it, we got to move on, but it's a lingering. Like, thought in my mind. You know, the NFC Championship game and the Super Bowl are just sitting there in my head like, why was he not on the field for those games? Was it because he was written out of the the game plan? The arthritis in his knee. Why would you write your best player out of a game plan? I I don't. The arthritis in his knee is probably... But if it was that bad, why even play him? Sort of thing, like, And I think the people who are really be- concerned is that two weeks earlier, three weeks earlier, before the Super Bowl and the NFC Championship game, he played the Dallas Cowboys in the first round of the playoffs, and he had 120 yards and a touchdown.
0: Right. So if it was the arthritis in his knee. I just don't know like why. He, he
1: disappeared it. in the playoffs. He, does not, he, does, he hasn't proven to me that he's disappearing in the regular season. But anyway, let's move on to the counterpart that we were just discussing, Saquon Barkley, 340.3 point fantasy points. I was so wrong about Mr. Barkley. Very talented individual uh his consistency rank was number one he busted in only six percent of his games which was i think just one One game yep uh he averaged two he averaged 21.3 fantasy points per game he was incredible uh consistent at home and on the road Uh, i freaking love saquon barkley yeah he's a baller (laughs) he really is now now you know saquon barkley's my guy
0: and last season number one consistency rank is big he had one game yeah. where he busted which is absolutely fantastic <laughs> i will put a little pause yeah i know what just you're a little say. bit pause i going to i feel i feel the same thing the hype for him for the expectations is very high for this upcoming season right that offense has not changed their offensive line still stinks eli manning they they
1: added one more offensive lineman i believe
0: uh, is he any good I don't remember. <laughs> I don't I don't remember it being like I didn't worthy. come prepared with the offensive line for the UK okay. New York Giants. What <laughs> <laughs> but overall it's still pretty much the same team. Yeah. They replaced Odell with a golden tate. You think the passing attack's gonna improve? Yeah. Eli Manning's a no. year older. I don't know, man. I I love Saquon still, and they're still gonna use him too. He's the he's, just,
1: he's the piece. Like they're going oh, to yeah. use him a lot. And I think I'm just that, hesitant to say he's the number one guy. To the point, to the point. Just of yet. What you're making the point to the point you're making, and I hate to we're complete we were complete opposite ends of the spectrum three months, four months ago. So yeah, <laughs> I'm the I'm the the Barkley truther, and you're not. I guess. <laughs> I know we did a <laughs> complete yeah. switch. Uh, but anyway, so Saquon Barkley, to your point, he's going to be used a lot. And he is nothing this year. Prove to me that he can't handle whatever. Oh, it is. that's yeah. 100 percent. So if they're going to use him, even you know, without Odell, I'm curious. I wish I, I wish the I had whole, wrote like... this down. But what was her? What was his numbers without Odell? That's that's kind of I'm curious to know that. Um, but I think Barkley will probably. Uh, my concern, and this did is, Odell
0: miss the last few weeks this season?
1: Yeah, something like that. Um, my concern with <laughs> was it good? Yeah, Few good games, yeah.
0: But his one bust game came in week fifteen. He had thirty-one yards rushing. Yeah. Who did he play? The Tennessee Titans. Oh. <laughs> oh, Saquon. What are you doing? Why are you do me like that? It's interesting. I just think it's the whole. I love again. I love Barkley. It's just the whole offense is gonna suck. They are really the whole team is gonna suck. I think.
1: Yeah.
0: It's just. How much can you rely on one player
1: See, if the team blows that much? My concern with Saquon Barkley is not necessarily the same as yours. Uh it's I'm I and I've talked to you about this before. This is a this is a completely unstatistical concern or 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 un uh, I don't even know like a a reality concern it's just a hunch. It's just a hunch I have. Uh is that some running backs, I E Todd Gurley, Finish in their rookie years as some of like very high, yeah, really high. And then their second year, they kind of have a little bit of a hangover, and then they go into their third year and they're really good. Ezekiel Elliott did not have that problem, Mm -hmm. he was one of the best, he was one of the first running backs off the board, top 10 pick. Zeke was a beast. Saquon Barkley is that same talent, right? And he's on a team where the offensive line blows and the offense blows. And he actually performed to be the second best half PPR running back by two and point two point three fantasy points. So for me, I, I he's as much of a sure thing as you can get. But it's almost like I hate to put a buyer beware on him because it's like if he does bust out this oh, year, I because think he's he's the, he's the guy in the offense. I think you can.
0: I said I was hesitant on taking him number one just because I am scared of the Giants offense. However, I think you are, even if he does kind of struggle, nervous. even if he does kind of struggle, he's still, like, I think he will produce. Yeah. So you shouldn't worry too much about taking him very high because mm-hmm. even if he does struggle, I think he'll still be a very, oh, yeah. very him, talented him and just by Tom, the usage rate alone.
1: Him and Todd Gurley are, are like, definitely and his talent. My, my one and two. I'm just, I have this odd feeling that Todd Gurley or Saquon Barkley is going to bust. One of them is going to bust this year and yeah, we're all going to be sitting. Like, like, I, I don't want pick one and I don't want pick two and I'll stay away from those guys. Like, I feel better. And I, I hate to say this and people are going to be like you're an idiot but I feel better about drafting Ezekiel Elliott than I do about drafting one of those two guys <laughs> for, you, well, for some reason. yeah,
0: It's just a hunch. I, I get what, you, what you mean just because you know what you're going to get out of Elliott. Now, I'm not saying you don't know what you're going to get out of Barkley. And he
1: burned me last year, but, Elliot.
0: You burned me. He still
1: finished three, but it's not what I wanted.
0: It's a, Yeah. And then Gurley, though, you're just like, ah, oh, the arthritis in his knee. And then with yeah. Barkley, it's like, ah, oh, he was awesome last
1: year. But, like – Usually usually you want to trend away from guys with a lot of questions around them. And you want to – like, if it, you know, with Todd Gurley, they lost an – they lost an offensive lineman, the the Los Angeles Rams, hmm. and there's arthritis in Todd Gurley's knee, and you know he's going on his third year of trying to be one of the best you know running backs in football, and it's like you look at all of that together, and that just to me that doesn't spell success for Todd Gurley. Now, it, however, been, on the flip side, it's how, Todd Gurley. However, on the flip side, it's Todd Gurley, <laughs> and that offensive line only lost one piece, so it's like that whole team could that, – that whole offense could still run through Todd There's Gurley. also a
0: good chance that what we're saying is, like
1: – A complete nonsense. In yeah, and it's, it's Barkley and Gurley. Yeah. <laughs> because, because they
0: are the two most talented. Like, yeah. But I get what you mean with a question mark. So, like, with McCaffrey, Kamara, Elliott, there's more of, like, you know what they're going to do. Yeah. They're going to be RB1s. They're going to produce. Not saying Barkley and Gurley won't be RB1s, but there's more of, like, oh, arthritis in his knee. Yeah. Barkley's team sucks. Right. Like, there's, like – the it's his first year. The like, questions Can he do it again?
1: Them, you know what I mean? Yeah, the questions surrounding them are really a concern. Uh, we got to move on. Number three, Christian McCaffrey. awesome, my boy. Carolina. <sighs> yeah. it has been my uh, boy since day one. One uh, RB1 and RB2 on this kid's team. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 332 fantasy points. Uh, he was seventh on the consistency ranks, mm-hmm. and he busted 25% of the time. Uh, we talked about this before the show. That was more due to the fact that early in the season they didn't use him the same way they did in the second. They half. kind of flipped the switch with them a little bit. They kind of flipped the and switch I think with them.
0: Didn't they cut CJ Anderson too? Yeah, they.
1: Well, I don't know if they had CJ Anderson. Did they? They did. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> I so starting in I think week eight, McCaffrey just like became yeah arguably the best running back in fan from week eight on. Yeah, he just um, he was a beast. He took it. He took another step and kind of surprised a lot of people too. Because I know, like, a lot of people, even someone like myself, who I love, McCaffrey, I didn't see that coming. No, like he kind of he kind of t- flipped the switch. When when
1: we got to the midway point of the season, I was kind of like, like the question arose in my head of, you know, who every year there's one guy that's a league winner. He's like Todd Gurley two years ago, twenty seventeen. He was a league winner. He was a guy that you got to Week 16 your championship and you got 32 points from Todd Gurley. He's the reason why you got there. He's the reason why you won your fantasy championship. Christian McCaffrey was that for you this past year. He didn't do anything Week 16 that was special, but he carried your team when he needed to uh, to get to the fantasy championship. And so he was that guy Mm -hmm. uh, from Week 8 on, and I think that was the consensus at Week 9 or 10 that that guy would be the the bust-out Um, guy. I do have my concerns. He's small. He can't be used in the same capacity that he was used last year on a consistent basis. And I just, I don't know, for some reason there's this part of me, and I'm holding on to it, that, that, that I just have so many, like, can Christian McCaffrey go on a touchdown run like he did in the second half of the year last year? This year? That, and the thing that he's small, my only two concerns about McCaffrey. Because he was, last year, it took him halfway through the season the score his first couple touchdowns. And once he did, it was great. He then broke he through off. that he could be broke through the wall. But like to me, I, I don't I look at McCaffrey and I I are people are people really ranking him three and four? Like yes. that that's where I'm that's where I'm like but my thing is that I don't want that type of running back. I don't know, maybe I'm crazy, but that type of running back as my number one, like if I'm drafting a running back, I want is Kamara, I don't, want Todd Gurley, I want Saquon Barkley. I think Barkley what you kind of Melvin Gordon. I don't want Christian McCaffrey. In
0: your head, you kind of have this image. I feel like McCaffrey of a guy who's yeah. not gonna <laughs> get like 20 carries a game. Yeah. Right. Yep. And I get what you're saying. You don't want a guy like that. Yeah. Who's more of like he kind of I don't want to say he's pass first. He's more than rush second, but he kind of he sort of is. And I I get what you mean. Where you don't want that kind of guy. As your RB one taking third because, and fourth overall because but,
1: when uh, when 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 Cam Newton goes out or when they decide to run the football on a majority basis, right? It, mm-hmm. it it's not going to in the short term it's okay, but in the long what if what if Cam Newton blows out his knee in week four next year? Is it going to be good long term for Christian McCaffrey to be running the ball every single down? Long term maybe not. For this
0: current season though, yeah, I think I do have concerns about him being small, like we talked about. However, yeah. he's never had a major injury in his career. He's always he's always been healthy. And what he did last year is hard to ignore. Yeah. In the second half. I mean oh, he 100%. he lit up the league. And I think honestly, I think he's gonna do the same thing. And I think he's one of the more safe bets in the first round. And I'm not yeah. I'm really not just saying that, but like Yeah, oh I, I don't the, the way with they you. the way they use him too and they figured it out. Ron Rivera, the head coach, has said that too there yeah. he said it kind of like flip the switch and they're going to, they're going to use him the same way in 2019. He is yeah. their best weapon on that team. And what you said about like the Cam Newton, if he gets hurt again, yeah, I think, I think that'd be fine too, because when Cam Newton was hurt, he was actually doing
1: just as well, if yeah. not better. I mean, I think, I think for me on my personal running back, I don't rankings, know if I take him three, but like, if, as I, yeah, no, I know, I know what you're saying. Um, as I can, as I, compile my information to create my running back rankings right now I do have Christian McCaffrey at six or seven um and it's only okay. it's just because I I see like if you were to go through you know the top five or six running backs right yeah
0: so you have like Melvin
1: Gordon I would have him? Melvin Gordon ahead of him Todd Gurley ahead of him Saquon Barkley ahead of him Alvin Kamara ahead of him Ezekiel Elliott ahead of him and I think that's about it so I would definitely have him six but i that that's my thing with with McCaffrey is that you're if you're taking him over Kamara who was and we'll talk about him next but he, who was insane last year in the four games without Mark Ingram and you're going to take him over Ezekiel Elliott who is
0: he is Ezekiel
1: Elliott i, I mean, like that that to me is he is the sixth best running back on the board and if you take if you take him any higher that could burn you
0: in half PPR
1: if you play in full PPR it's even better
0: McCaffrey had 101 catches. Full last PPRs, year. rejoice. 101 catches. I think he had more actually. I'm not sure if that was the right. It was, it was over 100. Yeah. Like he is good, dude. And and you were saying like like over
1: Elliott, he had I mean he had 40 more fantasy points in Elliott. That's a decent. If everyone is off the board that I just mentioned, Christian McCaffrey, I will take it six. Okay. But I'll, otherwise, I can't. I actually,
0: fully don't dis- you have him six.
1: I have him. I think right now it's early. I haven't really.
0: Done yet? But I'd, initially I'd have him fifth, so I'm not I'd have him ahead of Gordon. Yeah. Um, but you're not you're not entirely wrong. Three might be a little high, but I know if you're taking Christian McCaffrey in this year's draft, mm-hmm. I think he is one of the um, he's very consistent. Yeah, and he's a sure thing that will get you even if he struggles. Yeah, like he's a little less than you expected. Eat like for example, last year in the first half of the season, he was still getting you ten like eleven points. Like he's very very consistent. Yeah, of a player. Oh so. yeah,
1: yeah, one hundred percent. He he's like consistent. I'm, I mean, there were times when my my concern is that he does go, like I said, on that run of not being able to score touchdowns for some some yeah. strange reason, and that happens again where he ends as the number seven most consistent running back. So I I mean I'm not putting I I'm drafting Christian McCaffrey. I do look at him. He has bas he has basically no question marks. He has no right. It's like, kind of nothing surrounding. From- he he'll 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 finish in the top five next year. Yeah. But I, I just I look at him and I don't see like I, I have guys ahead of him that I'd rather yeah. take. Um so let's move on to Alvin Kamara. Three hundred and thirteen point seven fantasy points, consistency rank of six, so one ahead of Christian McCaffrey. He averaged twenty point nine points per game and he busted twenty percent of his games. Um Alvin Kamara is <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> He's a freaking machine. Hop on the train. Hop on the train. Mark Ingram is gone. Latavius Murray's not stealing snaps. And uh, (laughs) Alvin Kamara is going to be. You remember the guy in week one who had 30 fantasy points, the guy in week four who had 38, and the guy in week two who had 25? Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, that's going to be the guy that you're going to get all season long. So um, Alvin Kamara could. (laughs) Say it. Could finish as the number one running back next year. I was thinking the exact same thing in my head. I like Alvin Kamara, and what you're getting, what you're where you're getting him, is at four or five is great. Like if you get if you're drafting at four or five and you're nailing down the best running back in fantasy, you're feeling pretty good about yourself.
0: Oh yeah, if Kamara is there at five, like I think that's an easy no-brainer. You're taking.
1: Oh, yeah, I mean because I, I, a lot of people like Todd Gurley's going backwards, so right now you got Saquon one right. Yeah, Zeke would be two, um, and then from
0: three to five is kind of different depending yeah. on what you're doing.
1: Depending on what you're doing, but I would definitely think Camaro is going three
0: or four. I think like full PPR Camaro uh, McCaffrey is probably three.
1: Yeah, full PPR
0: McCaffrey is definitely three. Camaro might be four. Then in that case, yeah, or Gurley might be still be up there. So again, it depends. Yeah, I I know the one that uh, we typically look at. He's currently third. Camara's third so he, yeah he's a but even still like he he's kind of like McCaffrey in the sense that I think you know what you're gonna get yeah um and he's extremely talented and the fact that Mark Ingram is gone like you were saying and yeah. he's te- stepping up in that role and like we said earlier I think the Saints are kind of I know their offense as a whole slowed down last year in the second half I think that's partly because of Drew Brees' age. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised, though, is also because of Drew Brees' age, they run the ball a lot more next year yeah. with Kamara and maybe even Latirius well, Murray. But, <laughs> but yeah. I mean, I flip that. I love Kamara, though. Yeah. I mean, Kamara, 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 Kamara doesn't matter. Kamara,
1: doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely, if I have an opportunity to draft Alvin Kamara, I will definitely do it. Um, I don't know if he's going to be there when I thought he was originally. Uh, his stock is definitely going up, and I, I, I don't know if you get him. Like I said, you could end up with the number one guy. I think he, at, at worst he finishes in the top five, um, yeah, which is where he was this year. So that doesn't that doesn't again. I think
0: me. the floor for
1: Kamara is pretty good. Yeah, the floor is pretty good for Kamara. Let's move on to uh, Ezekiel Elliott, Dallas Cowboys running back, two hundred ninety point seven fantasy points. Um, He ranked third on the consistency rankings, and he had an average of 19.4 points per game. He busted 13% of the time. Uh, I have my feelings about my boy, Zeke. Your guy, That's my boy. I love Ezekiel Elliott. He is one of my favorite running backs in the NFL. Uh, The fact that he walked into a freaking game against the Los Angeles Rams carrying a bag at Chipotle (laughs) or Chick-fil-A or whatever it was, that's I love it, <laughs> uh, but last year Zeke burned me and he did none he finished five, so that's not bad like and in and in, in, I think in standard leagues he finished four, so Zeke didn't do bad last year, he just what I expected from him, where I drafted him like at three or four he finished five in standard leagues too he finished five in standard leagues, uh where I drafted him at four mm-hmm. is not where i. I envisioned him to get, like, these 20-point games on average. And kinda he was like, getting, he, yeah, yeah kind of like, kind of like, or, yeah, Barkley. But he didn't do that. And so when I say he burned me, he played great. He never destroyed my team. But he just, and he was completely consistent on a week-to-week basis. I mean, a yeah. consistency rank of three. Which is awesome. So Zeke is good. The only problem with Ezekiel Elliott, and I see, I could have seen him leapfrog, over Kamara, McCaffrey, and maybe even Barkley had this one thing happened. But the Dallas Cowboys are too brain dead to f- realize it is they they would give him the ball. They would they would throw it to him, they would run it with they would run it with him. They would do everything and get inside the 20-yard line and then it was like we don't have we don't have a uh, Zeke anymore. So we got to throw it to people like, you know, Amari Cooper, or Cole Beasley or we got to run the football with Rod Smith like they completely went away from Ezekiel Elliott his the red, red zone usage was low it was bad and it was like it affected Ezekiel Elliott's touchdown output when you're in fantasy football you rely especially from running backs and wide receivers you rely on those touchdowns and when Zeke wasn't providing the touchdowns it was hard to watch he was i think he was i think he had the most yards of all running i think he was the rushing yeah. leader this year yet he finished 5th in fantasy points because he didn't have any touchdowns, and now is the concern with Elliott
0: going to stay there? Because they're not changing anything; their head coach is still the same. Yeah. Did they realize kind of like um, what happened in Carolina? Like, oh, we should probably start using Elliott more in the red zone. <laughs> yeah. Like, you better hope that's the case. Um, yeah. I do like Elliott. I think if you are taking any one of the top five or six running backs, you are in a good spot. Yeah. Like, let's let's start that off. If you are like concerned, <laughs> like, did I take the right yeah. guy? Oh no! Like we we're talking, My like team's who gonna was collapse. One. Right. Like Even if yeah. he took, theoretically, the wrong guy there, as long as you take one of those top six running backs, I yeah. think you're fine. Elliot's really, really good. I think right now he's ranked two on a lot of mock drafts and yeah. half PPR. I don't know quite right there, but with Elliot, it's, again, similar to Kamara and McCaffrey. The yeah. last few guys we've been talking about, you know what you're going to get. He's going to perform. He's going to be a top five running back most likely again. Mm-hmm. And if they use him in the red zone...
1: He might be top three running back. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and I, th- I don't like. I said I don't see any. I don't see any of those questions that you see with the top two guys. Once again, you know McCaffrey sol- sees solidified role. They want to use him in the same way. Kamara, even better role, an even yeah. better situation for him. It, the Offseason was a good was good to Kamara. Uh, and Ezekiel Elliott, there's no there's no real problems there. Like he's been good for a couple of years. You know he's been up and down. He was five it this might year. Even, I mean, might even be a better situation with Amari Cooper. Yeah. having a full season. Having oh, a full season, most definitely. So I, I, as far as Zeke, I gotta put the blinders on. If Zeke is if Zeke is sitting there, <laughs> in my pick, and I'm like, all right, let's go. I'll drive my boy Zeke again. Uh, but I I think I think it's more or less just the touchdowns. If he can get over that, and he can score more touchdowns next year, which I think he will. It's yeah. the same, you see the same problem with Julio Jones. Julio Jones is a machine when it comes oh, to yards. Yeah, can't get any touchdowns. So I really do like Ezekiel Elliott. I think he's I think he's a beast. I think he he chews up yards. He's literally a yards machine. If he scores touchdowns, he's gonna finish three. You know what I mean? Top Definitely. three. So um, it should be interesting to see where he lands next year. But let's move on. James Conner, two hundred and fifty two fantasy points uh consistency rank of 9 which mm-hmm. <laughs> a little worse than what he thought <laughs> a little right? worse james- 30% bust percentages. yeah james conner is a guy that i looked at this year and and you kind of like you know riding the media wave <laughs> you're like oh well, this guy's really good yeah let's go he's one of the best running backs and then i started looking at some of his numbers I started looking at the consistency rank and I started looking at some of his home road splits and I started looking at his average points per game and he was good. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't as good as, you know, a man named Le'Veon Bell when he was in Pittsburgh. And I, the people hyped James Connor up as a top three running back and this amazing guy. Now granted. And he's just, he wasn't that towards the end of the season. He did miss three games.
0: Yeah. Yep. Which and the fact he still finished sixth. He would have finished fourth had he played those games. Right. He would have been probably ahead of Elliot. Actually, I don't know. I don't know if he would have been ahead of Kamara, because Kamara had like seventy points on him, so Yeah. He would have been right there. I think he he would definitely would have been ahead of Elliot though. So he's still top five. Yeah. Like he was still extremely good. And I know, like, I don't I don't think he's in the same level. Like, I think tier one is kind of what I was talking about. Yeah. Of, like, those top six running backs, I would say. It's like Barkley, Gurley, McCaffrey, Kamara, Elliott, and Gordon. Right? I would say that's kind of like the yeah. the top six. That's the top tier. I think James Conner was in that second tier, which is still late first round material. Right now he's going high second round. Yeah. I still think the value is there for him if you're taking... James Conner, I think he can be a low end RB1 that you're mm-hmm. getting in the second round. High second round granted, but it's still a good value right there for him. Now if in your league he's going in with those running backs, right? And he's going in the top 5, top 6, then I I think you stay away from him.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. If if you have James Conner going fifth off your board, you're <laughs> you're right. in trouble. Like don't don't, <laughs> don't 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 over don't overdo the James Conner. Like if you could if you have like if you have pick you know, one ten, like ten, Mm. tenth overall? Yeah, tenth overall in the first round. You would definitely, I would say, I would take James Conner there, uh, and maybe even another guy, if you somehow are able to pull that off. But, uh, another running back, another top ten running back. Yeah, like O'Connor and David Johnson. If you're able to pull that off. But, uh, my concerns with James Conner are this. The, the offense of the Arizona Arizona Cardinals. Woo! I offense, said David Johnson's my fault. Yeah, dude. Uh, the offense of the Pittsburgh Steelers is different. You get Juju as the number one wide receiver. You got James Conner as the number one back. Their offensive line hasn't changed all that much. Which isn't a bad thing. But I just don't. James Conner is just this guy who kind of. And body's a bust for me. I don't know. I'm putting <laughs> I'm putting a, I'm putting an asterisk next to him, and I'm saying I'm. It's a no go. Right. I, I for me. I mean, I know you like James Conner, but for me, James Conner is one of those running backs that you mate draft in the first round and go. oh, no! Why did I waste my draft pick on that? I could have drafted this guy, this guy, this guy. You don't want, especially with your first round pick. You're you're building the core in a redraft league. You're building the core of your fantasy team, and you cannot draft. A guy like you know James Conner, who has, I guess, some question marks surrounding him on whether he can produce the same way. So he let's did say last you're year. sitting
0: eighth overall, okay, you're at the end of the first round, all I those, can't take a wide receiver. All those top, to so all those top guys are gone. Everyone's telling you to pick a wide receiver at that spot. You want to take a running back? Are you taking James Conner? You taking Le'Veon Bell? Because right now Le'Veon Bell is actually ahead of James Conner. James, James Conner, right.
1: Now, do you take James, James Conner, David, David Johnson? Uh, I would say David Johnson, but really? I'm not taking David Johnson that high. Like I, I would, if I know I have David Johnson, right? You're taking David Johnson. 12, I would take. I would take eight. Scenario. If I'm if I'm drafting eight and all my running backs are off the board, right? Mm-hmm. Eighth overall. If my all my running backs are off the board, I would consider taking you know, a DeAndre Hopkins or a Devontae Adams late in the first round and then taking the risk of waiting for early in the second and drafting David Johnson. If that's what ended up happening. So it's essentially David Johnson.
0: You're essentially saying it. Yes, yeah, yeah. That
1: that would be my strategy. But still taking him at number eight is not a bad play. It's not a bad play. If If you feel the need to draft James Conner and you want to do that and that's how your draft is working out, then feel free. Mm-hmm. but i i just i i i do feel i feel this sense of i, I hate to be indecisive on james conner but i feel this this bust some guys yeah. i have this this no, I know weird sense of like this guy's going to bust and then some guys i'm like this guy's going to be fine and i could be completely for wrong me, on all for me for someone parts. who
0: likes james conner i just my thing is just like you take you take those six guys, six guys definitely ahead of them yeah and then after those six you can kind of play around with what you want to do so if you're picking yeah. at 7 or 8 and you like James Conner? Take him,
1: take yeah, him at that spot, definitely. Just don't take um, him any earlier than that. <laughs> Most definitely. Uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna conclude the show with uh, our last guy, Melvin Gordon, and continue the funness of this podcast uh, next week. A part where we'll two, talk, yeah, part two, where we'll talk about uh, players like James White, David Johnson, Kareem Hunt, Derek Henry, Chris Carson, and the like. Um, but we'll give you a part two. Let's conclude this with Melvin Gordon. Mm -hmm. 250.5 fantasy points. Um, His consistency rank was number two. That is impressive. He averaged 20.9 points per game. He missed three three games, I believe. And if you. He missed four. He missed four games? Four games. If you add the average 20 points per game. Those four games would be a total of 80 points. You add 80 points and he would be at 320, which means that he would be the fourth running back in fantasy, maybe even the third running back in fantasy. Um, I love Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon is like – he's a guy that I've coveted in fantasy football for. Three years. Oh yeah, he's your
0: guy. he's and one of your guys. I
1: haven't been able. He's been a guy that has escaped but my. Never on your team. Roster. Yep. Never on my team. I love Melvin Gordon. When I looked at his numbers, th- ten weeks into the season this year, and I saw him averaging right around eighteen, nineteen, twenty. And when I say averaging twenty points per game, I'm not even saying, oh, he was getting you know thirty, and then he was getting like ten. Like he was Tyree getting Hill. every single week. Right. Nineteen points, and when you get that consistency on a night-to-night basis, you you, or on a week-to-week basis, I should say, not mm-hmm. night-to-night. I'm thinking basketball or, or baseball. Baseball. If you're getting that consistency on a week-to-week basis, Melvin Gordon is a with 100. I don't know. I don't understand why this guy falls so far in drafts every single year. And it, yes, it's because of his injuries, right. but. This guy does so much for your fantasy team, and I mean, if you're anticipating injury and you're like, okay, later in the season he's going to get hurt, then just deal him or something. I don't know. <laughs> like the guys, the guy is good enough. You take that chance. You take that chance because if this guy plays a full season, he's top. He's a top Four, three. At least, back. yeah. Like he's one of the. He's one of the most. And in a half PPR league or a P- full PPR, the guy is fully involved in the passing game as well. So Melvin Gordon is is he's my he's he's a guy that I'm I'm targeting this year and I that I would love to have on my team. Yeah. But hey, if it doesn't happen, <laughs> I want to move forward. Like I've been saying,
0: I've kind of been going with that trend of the Big Six is what I'm going to call it. Melvin Gordon, the Big fits Six, in that. Tier One. I actually the Tier One running backs. Yep, and I I think he. I still really love Melvin Gordon. I actually have him as probably ranked sixth though right now of the first tier. Right for the only fact of injuries because every single year he's played, he misses like injuries. four games. Yep. So you do have to keep that in mind. But when he's healthy, he's just as good as. Oh yeah, LA. He's just as good as Kamara. He's just as good as like all these other guys we've talked about, if not better. Sometimes I mean he's insane. I mean I was looking at the numbers. If he you're right, if he didn't miss those four games, he would have finished third. Yeah. possible. I mean, easy
1: third, honestly. Yeah. I, I I I targeted him I targeted him in trades all last year. <laughs> it was I think it was every week. I texted the, fact, the
0: person who had him and was right. like, I need I need this guy. Todd Gurley had an RB finish seventy eight percent of the time. Yeah. Saquon Barkley and McCaffrey were sixty three, mm-hmm. which is extremely good. Melvin Gordon had seventy five percent of the time. He which was, is higher than Barkley According to the
1: consistency rankings and the RB1 finish percentage, Melvin Gordon was the number two running back in fantasy last year. Yeah. Not going off fantasy points, but just going off how consistent he was, which consistency in fantasy football is important. Listen up and hear this straight is maybe the most important thing that you have to scout out for a player. Because a guy like Tyreek Hill could burn your team. A guy like James White, who we'll talk about next week, yeah, he finished 8, 233 fantasy points. Wahoo. He can burn your fantasy team. Because if you get one of those guys on your team and he has a 5-point week or a 2-point week or a 3-point week, you're going to be sitting there going, oh, I lost this week because my guy who I invested in, who's my RB1, flopped. So when you have a guy like Melvin Gordon every week or a Todd Gurley or Saquon Barkley or Ezekiel Elliott getting you 15, 20 points per game, that's what you want from your running back one most yeah. definitely. Um so I'm I'm uh, yeah, I I'm targeting Melvin Gordon especially when he's a late first rounder. When you have a good fantasy team and you do a draft lottery like our league, you end up in the back of the first round. Yeah, which usually. never happens to me. Uh, yeah, I, you get the fourth I overall always pick went three straight four, years. Four, three, four. I'm going for five straight uh, four straight years, sorry. Um but that concludes our running back edition uh that all that glitters we will have a part two next week. Uh, where we will talk about running backs, I think it's 8th through 15, um, and go through the second half of the running backs. And then we'll get you the tight ends. Uh, we went a little bit over today. Uh, bookmark this episode. Save it for draft season in a few months, and uh, it will give you an edge in 2019. Uh, be sure to listen next week for the running backs because, you know. You're going to want to know. You're going to want to know why James White is not a guy you should be drafting. <laughs> <laughs> and guys like Philip Lindsay, too. There's
0: some interesting names. You you know the first round is kind of simple. You kind of know what you're gonna get. Yep. What matters, or I mean, not saying that that doesn't matter. Yep. But it really matters to what you're getting in the second, third, and fourth round with running backs.
1: Oh yeah, and I, I think the other thing that uh, just as a quick note, the drop off of guys between Melvin Gordon and what you see here, that tier one, tier yeah, that, two, that, tier that, three. Type. I mean, I would even say tier one is like sake one. Camara and and Elliot and then tier 2 is is uh Christian McCaffrey, Melvin Gordon and mm-hmm. guys like that. And then the tier 3 is like between Melvin Gordon and where James White and Joe Mixon finished, there is like a drop off. Yeah. It is like a cliff and it's like you have I mean cuz James White's going in the 11th round, but you have Joe Mixon, David Johnson, Kareem Hunt, like it is just a drop off from what you expect to get from guys. Lindsay, and when you get to q when you, when you get to RB15, you have Chris Carson, you're like, wait a minute, <laughs> what <laughs> right. is happening? So uh, you you, gotta, you definitely have to look at some of these trends and understand that, yeah, drafting running backs early is so key, especially considering the number one quarterback off the board, Todd Gurley. And then you have the number 15th running back who finished 15 last year is Chris Carson. And he had 191 fantasy points, which is almost a hundred fantasy point difference. It, it is a hundred fantasy point difference from number one, and so it's like it's so important early in the draft to get these running backs. It's actually, two hundred, almost two hundred fantasy oh my point. Oh That's yeah. See, it's <laughs> it's so important early in the draft to acquire running backs in the fir- the first three rounds, because if you have 15 running backs going off in the first three rounds. You're in the third round talking about getting a guy, fourth, or fourth round even getting a guy like Tariq Aaron Cohen and Chris Carson, and Aaron Jones and Derrick Henry like that. That's not a good situation for me. So, you definitely have to keep an eye out for that. Uh, but do you have any closing thoughts for us? I'm going to do everything in
0: my power <laughs> to have Barkley and McCaffrey on my team once again with Mahomes as quarterback. Not going to happen this year though.
1: Yeah, never. Uh, thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Uh, make sure you follow us and like us. Like I said earlier, make, you, make sure you subscribe and leave a review. Uh, and see you next week, Fantasy Champions. Peace out. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube. And follow us on Twitter at the TheFFChamps.